Hello, I'm Kent Maddox. This is my wife, Beverly. We're founding pastors of Word Alive International Outreach, and we're excited today to celebrate our 20th anniversary or our prophetic history. What a journey it's been, and I cannot believe that it is literally two full decades later. I mean, here we sit, and you are about to see and experience this entire journey with us, and we have enjoyed it so much. I mean, even as I started thinking about this, which it's been several months for me because we really wanted to put together something that was so special, and we can't cram the whole 20 years in here, but I think that we have done a pretty good job of just a great overview of what God's done in and through Word Live International Outreach and all of the amazing people who have been with us. We're going to share some of our memorable stories from the time we've had together. We just, right off the get-go, just want to say thank you, Lord. Yes. He has been so good and so faithful to us over this 20 years. Are you going to make me cry I right guess, now? Oh because my gosh. he's just been so, so <laughs> faithful. So really, we're celebrating 20 years of God's goodness and faithfulness, but also all of the folks that's been involved in Word Alive, the hundreds, maybe even thousands of people the last 20 years who've sown seeds and prayed and worked and volunteered and labored. It's been a, definitely a group effort to see all that God's done in the last 20 years. And so we're excited to get to celebrate. We're basically kind of put it into segments of five years that we kind of looked at the beginning stages. I'm kind of calling the pioneering phase and then the prophetic phase where the Lord really began to speak to us about our design the next five years. And then the connecting phase where God began to connect the dots and then finally, the foundational apostolic phase where we find ourselves at today. So we thank you for taking time to go on the journey. You'll see some video pictures. Probably some of you will see yourself. Uh, you'll hear some stories. You'll uh, hear from some of our ministry partners, some testimonies, and it should be a powerful time. We wanted to start out just by kind of sharing with you our beginning. Uh, you know, God has many, re many redemptive names. Uh, we have one that we give in God. We call him Jehovah Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yes, it is. Bev and I never really planned on planning a church, but God spoke to us uh, while living in Florida and through a dream and told us to move to Alabama. And little did we know what he had planned for Word Alive International Outreach. That was a journey in itself. Well, just, well, first of all, so many things were in transition for us. And we had been on the road. I, I don't think that we were in the United States the two years prior to that. I don't know, more than a handful of days at the time. I mean, we packed up Caleb after Pastor Benny launched us out, and we just hit the road. And we really thought that's what we were going to do for the rest of our lives. We loved being itinerant missionaries. Everywhere that we went, God just opened the door so wide. And we did believe that God had called us to, to plant what? And back in those days, nobody was really talking about the apostolic right. or apostles. But I believe that we were called to plant apostolic centers around the world. And so every country that the Lord allowed us and gave us the privilege and the honor of ministering in, we took it to heart. Is this somewhere that the Lord is really going to plant a work? And so little did we know how that was going to unfold. Well, after winding up in Alabama in obedience to the Lord, the Lord clearly spoke to us to plant Word Alive International Outreach. Uh, the title itself uh, was, was inspired by we wanted the Word to be alive. We, we wanted it not to be religious. We didn't want it to be, you know, traditional. We wanted the Word to actually be alive. Well, and for us, there, there was nothing else. I mean, that's all we had. We had the Word of God, Kent. I mean, it, it was our sustenance. It sustained us. It fed us. It grew us. And that's all that we knew. That really, we were two of 
if, if you want to just look at blank slates, we were truly a blank canvas and all that we knew to bring was the Word of God because we had been so incredibly transformed. Our lives in the years that we were going through our process and our journey and, and learning about the Lord and learning to trust Him by faith, He radically changed us. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think just... Um, I don't know what the right word would be, but he activated our spiritual DNA. That's the only way I know how. It was already in there, just like it is already on the inside of you, but we didn't know it. So when he activated the spiritual DNA in our lives, we truly were those born-again believers that wanted everybody to experience what God had done for us. We carried that word in our heart and nobody knew but Bev and I that the Lord had spoke to us about Word Alive International Outreach. And my dad uh, was sick at the time and we were visiting him in the hospital. And uh, out of nowhere, he looked at me and he said, I think you should start a church. And I was like, what in the world? How did you know that? And he said, I don't know. I just was thinking about you today. And I felt like that uh, that's what you should do. And he said, by the way, I've got a little bit of land uh, left uh, from a place that my, your mom and I used to own. And we'd like to put that in your hands to get you started. Now, my dad was a businessman. So he said, I'm not going to give it to you. I want you, I'm, I'll put it in your hands and you can mortgage it and build a building to start the church. Don't build one that looks like a church in case it doesn't work. <laughs> and it's not that he didn't have faith for us. He was just a very practical individual. He's like, if it doesn't work, just make sure it's not too churchy, no steeples, etc. So. And so we launched out, Bev and I, our son Josh, his wife Lori, our son Caleb, and just a handful of friends, and with the dream of Word Alive International Outreach, and built a building that uh, sat 500 people before we ever started the church. And we built it according to the movie, Field of Dreams. Build it and they'll come. And we had no idea what God was gonna do or how God would unfold this purpose or destiny. It was totally by faith. And so just a few days, a couple days before we completed the building, my dad died and our first service was his funeral. And uh, it was a real prophetic, a prophecy came that like Samson in his death, he would have brought more destruction to the enemy's kingdom than in all of his living by the one act of releasing that land into our hands. And so after that, we were off and running. And uh, that was his, the very first service was his funeral. And that's how people wound up founding, finding out that we actually had well, a church. We were on a 10-year plan. I mean, Kent didn't even want to build a building. He wanted to get a little storefront that sat maybe 50 people. He said, maybe two years, we'll grow to 100 <laughs> people. And Josh and I were just adamant. I mean, it was, it was really, uh, we had to fight for our right to build that building. And we finally prevailed, and I said, we need more than 200 seats. We're going to need at least 500 seats. Kent just could not believe it. He said, it's going to take us 10 years to fill this building. And so we built the building. God miraculously, first of all, the bank gave us money. I mean, yes, that was a miracle. That was the first miracle because we didn't own a thing. We didn't have any collateral of any kind. So we built the building, and we built it in 52 days. 52 days. And literally, we have never seen that building empty. I mean, on Sundays after that service, first of all, at the service, you couldn't get any more people in there. It was astonishing. And so word of mouth, people just came to know that there was a new church in Oxford, Alabama. It was amazing. Uh, a blind prophetess yes. had seen the building five years before it was ever built and had her son driving her around Coldwater, Alabama, looking for the building she had seen in the spirit. And she described it in, I mean, like minute detail. I mean, right down to what it looked like. The color like. of the awnings. Exactly, even. the color of the awnings. And so exactly. when, when they just happened to drive by, 
And uh, he said, well, there's a, some kind of construction going on. And he explained to the, bu the building what, it, what he had seen. And she said, that's, that's it. it. That's the place I saw in the spirit. And so it's just been a miraculous journey. God talked to us about doing some strange things. We started the very first uh, six months as we're into it, as the church was exploding. Then God said, close the month of July and have no service. Allow people to go and rest and go visit other churches and hold this thing loosely. And we did that. And we're like, well, Lord, how, you know, how do you pay the bills when nobody's coming? And so at the end of that first July, uh, just by faith, uh, dear Miss Annie, I had done her service, uh, a few, her husband's funeral service and uh, we had gotten down to we were almost out of money and just before we started uh, back she showed up with a check uh, for seven thousand dollars that basically covered the whole uh, the whole month we had been out and we knew God was with us and these seeds of sacrifice that people have sown over the years and it's just been miraculous there was a 50-foot mountain that uh, where the current sanctuary sits that was there that Bev and I would speak to you know speak to those mountains because we a parking lot guys we we had a building but the the way that the um geographical terrain lies it kind of sloped down a little bit and built up into this mountain we knew that the mountain had to go but there was no way we could afford for anybody to come in and take it down for us so we we just we trusted that mountain shall be removed. we spoke to it and sure enough a man showed up uh at a sunday night service we were having at the time and said man you need a parking lot i said i sure do but i don't have any money so i didn't ask you if you need money he said i move mountains for a living he showed up with 12 bulldozers stayed eight weeks and moved that mountain and fulfilled the word that you can speak to mountains and see them move we in the midst of that very small beginnings we uh, launched out by faith uh, and committed to three habitat houses habitat for humanity it was yes and uh, president carter and rosalind were in our city we had the chance to meet them but i'm going to tell you straight up when you went to our administrator, who also happens to be our son, he almost had, I mean, it was like, we've just kind of hit level ground here. You, you, how much is that now? And it was $60,000 or yeah, $60,000 for, for, for the three houses. And I thought, well, that's six months from now. That's, that's the money will response. be here. That's six months down the road. Don't worry. Two weeks later, a guy showed up from India needing 50,000 for an orphanage that had children that were living on the streets. We thought, well, we for sure got to help him. So I've committed Word Alive International Outreach now in the very starting stages of, of building. Oh for $110,000 to pay uh, for these expenses, not knowing how in the world it was. Where does happen. Word Alive Tanzania fit in that? You kind of threw, we established Word Alive Tanzania. During it was that happening during that time, time as well. Lo and behold, six months later, we had no more money than we had when we started. And all of a sudden, uh, one Monday morning, uh, Josh walked over to where we were living in the little cottage there on property. He said, I don't know where this came from, but there was a check in the box because we, we didn't take offerings. We just have boxes Did on the wall. Did you even share that? The Lord told us to stop taking offerings the same time that he told us to close the church for a month. You talk about a faith walk. It was wild. And there was a check in the box for $110,000 from somebody who had never been to the church and never been there since. And it was just God providing. It was a miraculous pioneering path. And then a sad part of the story is we were really believing God for a multiracial, multicultural uh, mm -hmm. church. And basically it was only uh, Caucasians attending when we were uh, just maybe a smattering of, yeah, of so different, different, different cultures, races, but, a, yes. but a powerful faith-filled family, the Swains, Bobby and Maddie Swain, a black family decided we're going to break some cultural barriers and we're going to cross some barriers and come be a part of this church. Holy Spirit spoke to them to do that. 
and uh, they took a lot of persecution to come and help us pioneer that path. And in the midst of that, a devastating event, their son who had had post-traumatic syndrome from the war and a drug issue came in and murdered them and their grandbaby in the bed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we w went into that family and that community and began to help through that uh, very difficult dark season. And we had their uh, home going service where hundreds of people from their community came and we celebrated their life, celebrated their faith, celebrated their step. And overnight, Word Alive International Outreach became a multicultural church. Indeed. We see them as modern day martyrs that literally laid their life down in obedience to the Holy Spirit and, uh, and moved us into our purpose and destiny. One of the, the main song, I guess, of that season was Church Without Walls. Yes. And uh, that's what it was. We just jumped in with everybody involved, just jumped in with both feet and just made it happen. So it was a really miraculous beginning. We want to take a few minutes, just let you uh, see and hear some of the sights and scenes from that season. And uh, then we'll be back to go on more of the journey with you. How He loves us so Oh, how He loves us How He loves us so remember that first Sunday, which was our first Sunday service, pulling into Allendale and coming up the hill and not knowing if there was going to be a soul there. Um, and the parking lot was full of cars coming and going and, and parking. And I can vividly remember that feeling and being so excited. There was such excitement and, and anticipation, I remember, in those days, every Sunday. It didn't matter. They didn't, they didn't care if uh, they had a way to get in or where they sat in the building or where they had room put to their put their kids. Oh my goodness, to put <laughs> their kids. They were just excited to be in the room because they knew if they got there, God was going to show up. And he really did. Every single week, it was it was a really amazing and awesome time, and um, I'm I'm so honored, really, to have been a part of that for that season. It was amazing. It truly has been amazing. It's been well the most incredible part of our lives as we've grown in the Lord and just seeing Him do miracle after miracle. And we can't wait to see what's next. And we want to wish Word Alive a happy. 20th anniversary. Happy 20th! Yes, we love you! Yes, we do love you. So we came to the church for the first time 20 years ago this month. 
We sat up front on the left-hand side, and when we got in the car that night on the way home, we knew we'd found our church home. And it has been just that for us. And we've been so grateful in those early years, especially for those transforming messages, messages we've never heard before about transparency, about being open and honest about who you really are, about grace and freedom, freedom from religion. We just had no idea how suffocating it had been and how much we participated in it and how much freedom we needed from it. And it, it radically, radically yeah. changed our lives. It's, it, it's just been such a, a beautiful and, uh, and just a wonderful journey of uh, knowing, uh, knowing Christ in a way that we had never known before. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, in, in exposing or in, in showing our faults, God would work through us. And that's been such a, a beautiful, uh, a transformative message uh, in the whole community and around the world and transparency being the foundation. It was so well modeled by Kent and Bev, uh, and they were such a true example of that in their own lives and how it's changed their lives and in the process changed so many people's lives around the world. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind is just the, our, 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 the we have such a colorful uh, church in terms of how well, the cultures are blended, the music is blended, and the messages are blended. It has truly, truly transformed us and the community, and we just thank, uh, thank God for sending Kent and Bev and Word Alive uh, to this region and to our community. And a, and a blessed 20th anniversary to Word Alive, and can't wait to see what the, where we will be in 20 more years with the messages that we have. Uh, we bless you and thank you. Happy 20th. Hello, my name is Dr. Darius Williams of the Word Center Ministries, and I've just been trying to put into words my the impact that you all's ministry has had on our lives, my wife and I, Lady Rebecca Williams. Since we have come in contact with this ministry, we've simply uh, have had a life-changing experience. Uh, from all of the opportunities to see things differently in reference to how ministry should function and flow, all the way down to how to love people unconditionally. One thing that I will say that I initially took away from Word Alive and definitely wanted to see it in the culture of my church, and that was the spirit of love that was there. Uh, Oh my God, the way that people love on each other, the way that people embrace and and care, and it's, it's very, very genuine. And so that was something I definitely wanted to infuse in the culture at the Word Center Ministries. And, and you all, the heart of Pastor Bev and Pastor Kent, the heart that wants to see everyone excel and do great and, and come into their full purpose um, and understand what it is that God has called them to do just simply blows my mind away. I believe. I believe, and I know that you're looking at me and I'm this chocolate uh, young man. I believe that somehow, somewhere, I was the lost child, the lost brother of the Maddox family. (laughs) I really believe, I really believe, Pastor Kent, and I believe that I have a Kendrick spirit. I simply love, love Word Alive. You all have changed my life for the rest of my life. I will never think the same again. My entire perspective in reference to ministry has changed. And, and, and I would say that, and I would dare say that when you come in contact with the world alive, 
you simply are forced to think way outside of the, the small box that you were originally thinking. And so I just love you all. I pray that you're blessed with another 20 years. I prophesy that there is a stirring and a rumbling in the spirit realm. And I just declare and decree that we're alive. will see a full manifestation of harvesting in the next 20 years of the ministry. And I simply see a church on wheels. Hallelujah. And I just thank God for you all. And I pray that you are blessed. And I thank you for all that you've done. Love you. Mr. Maddox, look at this. Jim and Bruce and I, we just finished a beautiful and service. And <laughs> we just finished a beautiful service on Zoom and social media. We want to pray that the Lord will bless this amazing 20th yes. anniversary for the church. And I'm going to call you on the phone right away and wish you a happy anniversary because I love you. And Bevy too. Yes, so, we do too. And Jim says yes. the same and Bruce says yes. the same. So a blessed, blessed, come on closer there, my dear Marie. A blessed, blessed, happy anniversary. And now I'm going to pray. So the Lord will bless you with 20 more years at least. 20 yes. more years at least. So Father, in the glorious name of Jesus, Lord, I pray you'll bless your servants, Pastor Kent, Maddox, and Bev, Lord, yes, bless their family, bless the church, bless their ministry, bless their future. Let your glory shine on them and through them. In Jesus' wonderful name, Lord, protect them and keep them as the apple of the eye. For your honor and glory, bless Mr. Maddox yes, for years to come. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. Love you with all my heart. You know, we need to talk more. I know, I know. But I just moved to the East Coast. So 21 years ago, I left Florida, went to California. Exactly 21 years later to the month, I'm back. So God has a, has a reason. And I'm going to come and see you since now. I'm much closer to where you are. So much love. Many kisses to all of you. Mr. Maddox, Bev, love you, love you, love you. Yes, and see you soon. Happy anniversary. Yes. Amen. That bring back any memories to you? Oh my gosh, Ken. especially everybody dressed in black. I mean, everybody looks so smart and the logo. I love that logo. <laughs> That's old school. Well, and honestly, we were kind of cutting edge for what was going on out there. I mean, we just had amazing leaders. We had fantastic volunteers. I think in that very uh, beginning, the literally, we built such a great, I mean, it was a volunteer army, yes. literally. I mean, the, everybody was involved in everything and making it happen for the community. One of our mandates was to separate the chasm between the pulpit and the pew because yes. religion had made it. it's only about pulpit ministry, but we knew it was about the body of Christ. And so as the body of Christ, man, we all had hats with that on it and t-shirts and we were feeding the hungry and invading the community. It was a wonderful time with a lot of momentum. And you know, I'm thinking, well, we've done what God called us to yeah, do. You know, we got a building built, we got people good. coming, we're done, you know. Yeah, and we'll hit the road. I'll never forget, I'm walking and praying there in Maddox Hall and the Lord said, why did you stop? And I said, I'm, I'm not, I didn't think I had to stop. He said, this will be a house of 5,000 and you'll build more buildings. And I'm like, Lord have mercy. And he <laughs> gave me the scripture where the king put the arrows, the prophet put the arrows in the king's hand. He said, don't just strike the ground a little bit, strike it until you get the complete victory. And so all of a sudden the vision began to grow and our, our capacity began to grow. And 
Uh, we started envisioning a new building, a new sanctuary, and the next thing you know, miraculously, a dear lady, Jennifer McCormick, I don't know if you remember this, we, had a, we were having a service. She just walked up randomly out of the blue and had some cash. I'll never forget, she just pulled cash right out of her uh, pocket of her jeans, and she said, the Lord spoke to me, I, I, I need to do my part for this new building, and miraculously, people just started bringing money, yes. putting it on the stage. It you couldn't stop it. Was it was very organic. I mean, the it Lord just so cool. completely orchestrated the whole event, and what was so wild about it is we really were trusting by faith for the money for that. Now, things had shifted just a little bit by this time as far as banking institutions. So God, oh yeah, when God, you get a budget, they start wanting more money, yeah, right? God, God really had to take care of this for us because we really, we, I think at that time we were having three services and we had to have a new building. And God just started providing miraculously. Many of you watching probably were part of that. It's just generosity just began to flow and supernatural giving. Even after we got the uh, new, we call it crossing over. We crossed yes. over to uh, build what is now the current sanctuary. And uh, it was amazing in the crossing over. Generosity was just unfolding. We had a uh, gold drive. We brought all of our broke gold and all of our broken, our old class Absolutely. rings and stuff. And God provided miraculously through that. It was just supernatural. In the area of provision, I, uh, one of the stories that just blows my mind, somebody during that time of us crossing over and our generosity donated, I think it was a 40, it was a 1946 truck. It was one of the most beautifully restored antique trucks I have ever, I wanted that truck so bad. It was, it was a beautiful antique truck. He donated and he suggested we raffle it off to, to finish yes. paying for this building. And so we did. I and tried so hard to talk to him. I said, just buy it for me. I said, I really love that's that. That's that truck. banking thing I'd have had to done to go get another loan. <laughs> So we so we, we we did raffle it off, and this Richard Sherrard was in our recovery program that had begun, and he came in that day with twenty dollars to his name. He was going to give it in the offering, and he he's his story is Holy Spirit said buy a raffle ticket for the truck you're going to win, and he did, and it was actually not a second car, it was his transportation, and so now years later I reconnected with him, not knowing the story. What happened was he drove that as his transportation. Every time he would stop to get gas, people would say, where did you get that truck? He would tell them the story and people were getting saved and coming to the Lord at gas stations. He drove it for three years, sold it, moved to Israel uh, as a missionary. His wife that he didn't know yet was on a prayer walk in the Mideast. They met at a uh, hostel there in Israel, got married, and now they're missionaries to Jordan. It's such a great story. I mean, all because of that little yellow truck. It was just divine encounters. And speaking of encounters, that's when our encounters yeah. got started, where people were going away, experiencing the prophetic power of God, being filled with the Holy Spirit, being delivered yes. from generational issues. And so powerful. I think maybe at one time, in one year's time, 1,500 people went to spiritual encounters and saw their lives radically changed. Hands team got started during that. Oh Remember that? Gosh, yes. How can I ever forget it? Probably one of the single greatest artistic expressions and really geared toward young women and men who were from uh, freshmen to, I think, freshmen in high school to freshmen in college. That was the age group. And it was um, just this incredibly energetic 
phonetic American sign language. And I loved it, especially for the hearing impaired who were coming to church. I think one of the most amazing things someone shared with you, they said, we have never heard our language spoken so loudly yeah, yeah, because it's so demonstrative. And of course, you know, in, with American sign language, it's mostly right in, it's in a box in, in front of you. You're, you're following the motions, but these are just demonstrative and added with music and drama and so dance. Powerful. Oh, it and was I'll beautiful. Have, I'll have to be honest, and, and this is how ignorant I am at times. I didn't know it was sign language. And what's crazy is- I just yeah, thought it was dance moves. Yeah, like, it's, it's powerful. in sign language. He's, he, is, he is fluent. I can it's spell like, the alphabet, but I don't know all the moves. Still, but you, you, and I said, babe, how could you not have connected that? He said, I had no idea. He said, I just thought they were being choreographed. I was like, no. All of a sudden, powerful altar calls began where hundreds of people were coming to the Lord and we had baptism services where hundreds we of people were being baptized. We had the most radical baptismal services. I mean, there in the sanctuary, then we went to the parking lot. I mean, we baptized people in our pool. I mean, it was just such a season of people being immersed in Holy Spirit and so hungry for it. Oh yeah, and it was just staggering. I mean, almost anything would you did, people would get, get saved and born again. Yes. Uh, uh, when we used to play secular songs a lot, you know, just for fun of just getting going on Sunday morning. You want to go where everybody knows your name? And then, and then they uh, cheers, so the That's cheers it. and all those, and then they, but they jumped into Van Halen jump one oh morning just gosh. by just for fun, and uh, and all of a sudden I got up and just said, well, this is Van Halen song jump. If you want to jump into the Lord, and like 120 people get <laughs> saved jump. to Van Halen they jump. Just jump, yeah, it's. It's been so incredible. It was so, so cool to see all that happening and see. And that we got to be a part of that. Absolutely. I mean, we got to be a part of that. And just the memories of all of it and being able to just watch all of it unfold again. I mean, it just, it's really miraculous. Well, I mean, it's a miracle. One of my favorite moments during that time was the Jesus banquet. Uh, it was around Christmas time. And I know this sounds very childlike, but I told, uh, I said, Heavenly Father, I said, could you, allow us to give Jesus a, a present and not tell Jesus. Now, I don't know if that works or <laughs> could not, you, but the, could you keep it, like keep it quiet keep from it Jesus quiet somehow. And, like, and, don't let him know. and uh, I felt like, well, what would we give Jesus? And, and we, we, we got to praying about what we'll do for the least of these. That's what would touch Jesus. And so we had a Jesus banquet, Jesus birthday party at Christmas where 1,500 of our community who were in need came and we served them a hot meal and gifts. It was the most miraculous Christmas where our uh, congregation at that time sacrificed their Christmas gifts that year for the community. And man, what a touching moment that was for me to see people so committed to the cause of Christ that they would be willing to sacrifice at that level. And it was just a historic uh, time for us as a church to see the power of generosity and how that transforms people's lives. Of course, then that threw us on into another prophetic time where we did Thunder on the Mountain. Oh, yeah where we literally, uh, 1,500 of us went to Chihal Mountain with prophetic drum, drums and declaration. All the prophets showed up for that. It, it was a miraculous time. And then Sadhu Salvaraj and Neville Johnson showed up and prophesied to us about the prophetic destiny and purpose on Word Alive International Outreach. And these are promises and prophecies that even today we're beginning to see fulfilled. And so, so what a powerful while time. we didn't quite understand at the time, and it's not like they delivered this word in code, but there were so many layers, mm -hmm. I mean, to the prophecies. And, and you know, of course, we weren't 
children, but we were younger. And I think like everybody, you know, when the Lord gives you a word, you just think it's going to manifest right then and there and everything is going to unfold. But literally these prophetic words have been our North Star. Mm -hmm. They've been our guiding light. And Holy Spirit still is illuminating the depth and the breadth and the width of everything that was shared during that one short little season. Those words have sustained us to this day. Absolutely. And we gave a resounding yes, yes as a did. congregation. That's, it did. was a big yes. That's what the Lord said, if you say yes. And we gave a resounding yes, which has led us into this prophetic time that we're living actually even now. And one of our favorite songs back then was the Revelation song. Our daughter-in-law Lori sang it so beautifully. And what a great worship. worship leader Lori is. Even just watching and just seeing her, oh my God. She's a little fireball now. Well, she really is. And it was a great, great time and a great prophetic season in our life. So let's go take a peek at that and then uh, we'll be back. years ago. Lori was already baptized in the Holy Ghost and I got baptized in the Holy Ghost in the anointing service and it was life changing and I just want to take this time to, to tell you how excited we are because it was the first time that we ever came out of religion into a culture of grace and we've been there ever since and I just want to say thank you so much and happy 20th anniversary Word Alive. God bless. Craig and I are standing here today at Lamar Field Stadium, Oxford, Alabama, home of the Oxford High School Yellow Jackets, where I believe it or not, I played football back in 1970. And we're just reflecting on one of the great memories that Craig and I got to share since we've been here at Word Alive, which occurred on a Easter Sunday, Passover Sunday, 
where we had a big Easter service here for live or here at the stadium. Greg, you remember all about it? Yeah, so we decided that uh, we wanted to throw a Easter service for the community and we needed a venue large enough to do that, so we chose Oxford High School and uh, we invited the community. We thought if we filled up the home side with about 5,000 people that uh, we'd just be thrilled and tickled and so we uh, advertised it and told people to come on out. We were going to have a food distribution for those in need after the service. Uh, we loaded 100,000 of those plastic Easter eggs with candy and prizes and got a local helicopter pilot to fly over after the service and drop them. It was amazing. The kids, the parents that were running after the prizes, it was absolutely uh, out of control, but absolutely beautiful and fun all in the same breath. Yeah, well, it was an exciting day. The ministry over on the other side of the field, we had a food line from one goal line to the other, people getting food. The thing I remember about it, I was so impressed that I knew that our manpower really couldn't have pulled that day off the way it happened. It just showed me the favor of God that's been on Word of Life for these 20 years, and I'm just thankful I've been able to be a part of it. Hey, we're Alive International Outreach. This is Pastor Deolu Bala from Tanzania, East Africa. I'm a pastor of we Alive in Tanzania. I want to take this moment to thank God for Pastor Kent and Bev Maddox for being so such a good leaders who have taken us from day one when this ministry was begin because they answered the call to serve the Lord. You know, listen, it wasn't easy, but let me tell you, as we look back and see that God has been so good to us all these 10, 20 years, today, what a life intentional outreach has impacted so many lives across the global. And I stand as a witness that God is so much great. And I remember one thing that Pastor Kent used to say, we are called to make Jesus famous. And I'm telling this church is making Jesus famous. Praise God. Hi, everyone. Happy 20th anniversary, Pastors Kent and Bev and all the World Life family. We are delighted to be able to uh, participate remotely uh, with you guys of this great celebration of 20 years of a church that has distinguished itself uh, by being a very transparent church. And that's what struck us as, as, as uh, different and, and, and when we um, you know, got into the church the first time, there were two or three things that were completely out of the, uh, of the world, um, completely out of the norm in regular churches, uh, which were the presence of the Holy Spirit was so real. And uh, the message of grace was so um, prevalent and so, um, you know, distinctive. And on the other hand, the transparency of uh, the leadership in general and of uh, Pastors Kent and Bev uh, was something that uh, struck us as, as uh, you know, this is the place where we really can develop a, a new uh, and renewed relationship with the Lord that doesn't need uh, intermediaries. Uh, and that was the, the greatest thing. So. We love you, we miss you, we hope you have a great celebration, and we constantly pray for you and we ask that you do the same for us. Hello, Kent and Beth. Um, hard to believe it's been 20 years. 
I remember coming to Word Alive and meeting you guys in the early part of 2000, maybe around 2001. I guess that would have been right after the church was, was birthed. And I look back and it's hard to believe it's already been 20 years. A lot has been accomplished, but a lot more is yet to come. I remember uh, we did, you know, once a month, the School of the Spirit there and the great things that went on and all the various meetings we've done just been a great honor to be a co-laborer with you and what you've done there. More importantly, we just consider you two of our best friends. We trust you wholeheartedly and believe that what the Lord is going to do in this next season will be far greater than what's been done in the past. The best is yet to come. That's the cliche I know, but it's the truth. I really believe that the best is yet to come. Amy, you want to share? Uh, yeah, I just, I'm so thankful to have gotten to meet you guys you know, just since Paul Keith and I have been together. And I've seen so much for you guys in the spirit and dreams and what I've seen from you just even in the natural. And I, I have to just share with you that I love the fact that you guys are not even shaken by noise or chaos that goes on around and things in the earth because you guys are just so fully committed to the ways of the Lord. And it's such a blessing to see leaders so fully commi committed to God's design that you're, you're not shaken easily. I felt, uh, I heard two words for you even today as we were just praying, preparing to do this, um, courage and compassion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there, that you guys, that's what you guys show, that's what you model is great courage and compassion. And I got this verse in Deuteronomy 136 where it says, I'll give you the land because you followed the Lord mm -hmm. fully. Amen. So I bless you with that because I feel like like he said, there's such great things ahead. The most beautiful things are ahead. I've seen them for you in dreams. I've seen you uh, really moving in the things of the Spirit and the Lord blessed you because of this and the blessings that were coming are great. The future is better than the past. I bless you with that. So Lord, we just love Kent and Bev and the Word of Life family. We release this scripture that the Lord is going to give you the land because you have followed him fully. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for Kent and Bev. Bless them abundantly. Do great and extraordinary things that only you can take credit for, Lord, as we co-labor together to bring the kingdom of heaven. Grant that, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name. We love you. Wow, I'm still so moved by the baptisms. I love seeing people baptized. Yeah, I'm telling you, that was such a miraculous season. But do you remember how it all got started? That one girl, I was working the prayer line, mm -hmm. praying with people, and she came down. She said, I have got to be baptized right now. And I turned to you, I said, babe, this girl has got to be baptized right now. And from that moment forward, every single week, literally thousands of people were baptized during that season. Thousands. I mean, l the line, I mean, it's like Sundays now. I mean, but they were lined up and that's when we had our baptismal above. So you could literally see just everything that was taking place. It was incredible. It was really glorious. We know we released a resounding yes to the prophetic call, but we didn't know exactly what we were saying yes to. And that launched us into a whole nother season. I call this the connecting phase exactly. at Word Alive. And this hence the logo, connecting with God, people, and purpose. I'm still not sure that's not the recycling symbol there. I 
think it might be, but hey, it works for me. Listen, are we not all recycled, repurposed? I mean, really, that's how I feel about it. I feel like every single one of us has a story to tell. And God said, okay, listen, you may have gotten off track from what my heart's desire is for you, but come on back. Let me get you right back on track. And that to me is exactly <laughs> what beautiful. that represents. Well, it was an interesting season as God began to connect the dots for us, move, connecting prophetic to community service, to the foundation of what we had launched out to build. At this point now, we've got three separate metal buildings on the property. And Bev starts thinking, we need a walkway well, because these children are coming from children's buildings to the main building with lots just, of traffic. No, it wasn't just that Bev started thinking. I would be out there because I was back and forth in between these buildings in a way that Kent will never understand. I mean, Kent literally used to think, I could, he may still believe this, I could be in three different places at three different times or at the same time or three different times. But literally watching the children coming out of Kids Alive as the next service was beginning and people were trying to find a parking space, I said, babe, we got to have at least a walkway, something that protects these children. And so that started all of these bowl, balls rolling, and I had no idea where we were going to land with this. Started with the walkway, and it turned into the connection. To facility. the connection. All three buildings were connected together, and what a massive project. What an undertaking we all undertook together, and to see it come to fruition uh, was miraculous again. Uh, Financially miraculous, building-wise miraculous, but God had a We had a survived purpose. the 2008 recession. We, we were able to get everything done. We were up and rolling, and I'm going to throw it out there. And then don't you know we had a fire in our sanctuary? I'm telling you. I mean, not only were we really on fire spiritually, we were lit. We were on fire. I mean, the sanctuary just, it was just an electrical. Well, I'm going to tell you an interesting story about that. It was just an electrical it fire, but, but literally over a million dollars worth of damage. And it threw us into another phase it after did. completing this beautiful connection facility now with yeah. a new sanctuary. We're back, back in the beginning Maddox to Maddox Hall trying to squeeze 2,000 people in 500 seats at four services a day. Exactly. What the miracle was in that is we were doing 6 a.m. prayer at the time and one man showed up that morning for 6 a.m. prayer mm -hmm. and actually saw the fire, caught the fire, or it may have burnt down. Well, had he not caught it because all of our administrative offices are there. So, uh, and we had just shifted. Guys, don't y'all remember we had all of our flags representing all of the nations of the world. They were all throughout the sanctuary. On the walls. Yes, on the walls and on the ceiling. We had mm -hmm. them running across the, and had they've still been in that building, the, the, I think we would have lost the whole building. What was wild in that time, because we were kind of a homeless, if you will, for, we as were, a church. We were nomads. Nomads. We truly were. That uh, resurrection service that year was, was crazy. We moved outside, and this is when it, God began to connect the dots. Not only did we build the connection facility, and we begin to move forward in connecting the dots, but now God began to show us the power of being in community in our first endeavor we had to move our Resurrection Day service, Easter service, to Oxford High School football stadium. Uh, we were really involved in massive food food distributions at the time, so we Which were Which is another whole part yeah. of the beginning, and there's just so much to You've tell. You've probably seen some of that, yes. but we were distributing food. We had plans to distribute food that day. Uh, I thought this was a brilliant idea, not so brilliant, by the way. We were going to drop eggs from we a helicopter. We will never do this again. <laughs> which never. we did, uh, and it was wild. But basically, we expected about 5,000 and 12,000 showed up at Oxford High School football stadium. It was wild. Uh, 
the helicopter, the wind from it almost blew our stage down. It was a wild day, but- you mentioned the little children who were so excited. About, we, don't, we don't even really celebrate the Easter Bunny, never have, but this year we just thought it would be so much fun. But those kids with those helicopter wings, I was just, it was a nail biter. It was more of a nail biter than when we were trying to prepare for the children just getting from one building to the other. But it, it really was a great experience. It was. In the midst of it, 500 people gave their lives. Yes, they the did. They so, sure did. Wow. Just staggering, isn't it? Just, just just to see that in the midst of all that, that God's moving and God's saving people. And this launched us into a real time of uh, mission-oriented. We've always been involved in missions, but now during this season, Project 58 was yes. birthed, which is Pray, Fast, Give, where we started making clean water available around the world. We uh, launched into not just distributing food as we had in the past, but we started packing food. Uh, which many of you have been a part of, so we packed oh, food. Oh yes, we've had some food packing. Shipped events. it to literally nations of the world. Uh, at times, 250,000 meals in containers and yes. fed literally hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Uh, many missions trips. Uh, Word Alive Argentina has been birthed by now. Yes. Uh, Word Alive Peru is coming yes, online. All of those uh, thriving and flourishing. Word Alive Tanzania, Tanzania is multiplying in locations. Well, now by that time, I think they had five different locations. By yes, mm -hmm. absolutely, they had five. They have. 10 or 11 now. Mm -hmm. So it, the whole ministry just was continuing to advance the kingdom everywhere that our footprint was. During this time, we, we produced a, a, a collage of videos of testimonies changed lives. And that's how we begin to talk about the connection is we wanted to see changed lives. And so we continue to celebrate the fact that lives are being changed continually at Word Alive International Outreach. And so what an interesting journey at the same time uh, connecting the dots. It was during this time we really got connected with Chuck Pierce, our yes. dear prophetic friend, and now the Hebraic roots begin to come alive for us. Now we started shifting from Easter to Passover to Pentecost to Tabernacles. We saw the prophetic uh, shift in that. We begin to connect with the roots of our faith through the Hebraic roots in the Bible, mantles, shofars, Rosh Kadesh, Houses of Light. Uh, tell them about Bev, the vision you had about the Houses of Light. Well, it was really remarkable because um, I've always believed that the, the property that Kent's mom and dad had owned for all of those years is just an open portal. Actually, like Jacob's Ladder, that angels are ascending and descending all of the time. And during this time, I had a dream that literally every house in our entire city was a portal for angels to ascend and descend. And I saw that heavenly light emanating from homes. And so that was the vision. I literally saw people being so impacted by the power of God that we all were becoming churches, houses of light, that people were coming in and their lives were being transformed for eternity through Absolutely. this experience. And when you talk about portals, you know, the property Word Alive sets, and I failed to mention in the beginning, is so significant. Mm -hmm. Bev was actually saved on that property. That's where I walked away from the Lord. And this was before the church was there. This yes. is when we were living there with family. I walked away from the Lord there uh, in the house we live now, actually. And so it, 20 years later, God gave us the very property where I walked away from the Lord uh, back to do the church. And so the property is significant as a portal. Chuck Pierce in 1988. Yes. So this is what, 12 years before we show up to, to launch World Live International Outreach, pauses in uh, Oxford, Alabama, as he and his family were traveling. Uh, they had had a disappointing time birthing, two, bringing two twins to fruition, but then losing the twins, they died. 
and before they were able to be birthed and they were just grieving and traveling and praying as a family and God stopped them in Oxford, Alabama and uh, the Lord spoke to Chuck and said, in this place, I will release a double portion provision that will be the reward for these twins, you losing these twins in a spiritual dimension. There will be a move of God here that will be a double portion provision that will be a blessing to you and the people that launch it here. And then after we launched Word Alive, God connected us with Chuck, Chuck and he knew this is the place and those he are the people. He really so, was so blown away by it. I mean, and that just goes right back to prophecy unfolds yes i mean it it's not going to happen right in that moment yes you may have some inklings and some revelation but honestly these prophecies are still unfolding for all of us as we're walking it out and each part of this spiritual journey for us the prophecies are what have sustained us absolutely we use them to wage a good warfare and we we're continue we to do, do so do. especially when your building's on fire and you're, <laughs> and you're running for your life uh, there, there's a lot in that comment, honestly. There, the Lord has really sustained us it the is. entire time, though. I mean, Absolutely. He's never, ever let us down. I mean, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Honestly, we have never missed a, a mortgage payment. We've never missed a utility bill. Now, I have to tell you, sometimes it's been by the hair of our chinny-chin-chins that we have gotten it in there. But He has never left us. And when we say we, we're not talking about us. We're talking about... Us, all of us, Absolutely. we've all been a part of this journey together. So let's take a peek at the connection phase and then we'll be back. As far as God, I knew who he was, but I really didn't, outside of that, I really knew nothing. I thought God was a big, mean, God gonna get you watching everything you do. I get you, God, I guess. You know, I was just raised that if you're bad, you're going to hell. Or if you sin, you're going to hell. We were taught that religion and politics were the two subjects you would never speak of. I knew he was there, but I did not realize the love he had. I always knew God was there. I didn't really know how to tap into him. My idea of God was that he was this big man in heaven and he was keeping account of everything I'd ever done wrong. We were in a very bad place when we first came that first Sunday. I had an identity crisis. I thought I was my relationships. I thought I was my clothes or my car. I had lost everything. I had lost my health, my job, my home, my family, my husband, everything. I felt I couldn't do it. I couldn't follow the rules. So uh, I run into the world and began using drugs and alcohol and chasing girls and living a violent, self-destructive lifestyle. I mean, I was convinced that I was, uh, I was a horrible person. My relationship with God was me telling him how mad I was at him. I was just mad. He had took my parents away from me. He had almost took my son twice. You know, I just couldn't understand my childhood, so I was confused all my life. And I hid it with drugs and alcohol. You know, I hid the pain. Didn't really obtain what I wanted to be. I kept feeling that just something that's not quite there. I was still religious. I didn't think I was good enough. Could never be good enough to, to live up to God's standards. Our marriage was in shambles. I was walking with a cane. Uh, my speech sounded like Porky Pig. I was taking Lexapro five and six times a day. And I had panic attacks. I'd call my psychiatrist and run to see him. And it just wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to live in. I first visited Word Alive in the fall 
of 2002. When we came here, I, I knew from the day we walked in that door that my life was going to change. You don't think inviting someone to church is, is like, oh, by the way, come to church. But it's just so powerful because we got here and Word of Life has absolutely changed our lives. On that first day I ever come in this church, you know, just the presence of God and that warm, that warm feeling in my heart, you know, the, my joy was restored just quick, almost instantly. As soon as I got out of the van, man, I felt the spirit of something all over me. And I, all I know is I started walking to the front door, next thing I know I was running. Every time I walk into this building, I feel that Jesus Christ is walking with me. It seems like every time I ever had a burden and I walked through the doors, it was like Kent was speaking directly to me. But then all of a sudden he said, you know, it's amazing what God done with a drug addict like me. And I knew I was in the right place. I just knew that there was something here that I wanted. Everybody was so friendly. I just loved it. It was, and then the hugging started. When I first walked into the church, I was hugged and kissed by practically everyone. She just, she hugged me like she knew me all her life and it was something I'd never experienced. Uh, and at the time I was uh, still using drugs, but it, it made an impact on me. And I said, you know, if I ever go to church, I want to go to a church like that. The love that they showed me uh, when, I, when I walked in, I got hugged by two or three different people. And uh, it was just overwhelming. It was different because people here love you so much, you know, you walk in, you get nothing but love, you get hugs and kisses, and it was something I've never experienced before. We some hugging folks around here, you know, I tell some of my guys sometimes, they ain't going to drag you down to the altar, Jesus might, but uh, now they might hug you. <laughs> God has used Word Alive to make me realize, number one, who I am, and that I have a plan, I have a purpose, and I have a destiny. There's people around every corner here on this property that, are, that want to equip me to be the best that I can be. When I began to share openly in the encounter of my deepest secrets, of things that I never thought I would tell anyone, I began to walk in transparency. And the Lord came and told me if, um, you know, I would step out of the way and let him do his work, that he would restore my marriage and our family. And he did just that. God has not only restored our lives, he's given us a purpose for today. And he has also given us a vision for the future. I'm not in pain anymore. I don't have the weakness anymore. Where I couldn't talk, I can shout. Where I couldn't walk, I can run. By just knowing that there's freedom and mercy here at this place, you can come in and there's no judgment, no condemnation. I didn't just give him a lie. I went ahead and clocked in for the kingdom. Coming here and then going to the encounter and starting to celebrate recovery is where, you know, I felt like a mummy and I could feel those wraps coming off, just coming off piece by piece. I am serving my purpose. I know I'm in my calling. I know I'm exactly where God wants me to be. But here he tells me time and time again how much God loves me and how much Jesus Christ loves me. I've learned that he loves me just the way I am and he can use me just the way I am. To, to actually learn what love is at 49 years old, and that, 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 that's probably the coolest thing. 
is to, to truly find out what real love is. To see all these people that I love and I know love me back, and it's not a fake love, it's real, and there's nothing that's going to change that. You know, just like the motto, it's making Jesus famous here. I feel that. Started restoring everything, and in the last three weeks, he is restoring my marriage. And uh, he is true to his word. In all honesty, I don't think we would even be on this earth today if it hadn't been for a word alive. I want the world to know what he's done for me, he can do for them. And that's just my heart's desire, is that everybody has the peace that I've got. Happy 20th anniversary, we're alive. Uh, I'm Daniel Hughes, for those of you guys that don't know me. Uh, it's been an uh, amazing uh, relationship, uh, amazing family, amazing connections over the last 17 years. And I, you know, I found Word Alive and found Jesus looking uh, for hope uh, from my struggles with addiction and hopelessness. And when I found Word Alive, I found freedom. And I found the anointing was there to break the yokes of bondage. Uh, I'm so thankful to be part of a church that not only accepts the addicted uh, and gets them free, but also, you know, they become family. So it's just not like I got a place for you, you know, your home. And, uh, you know, for the broken and the down and outers and the uh, addicted, uh, there seems to be so many places like, hey, we'll let you know, we have a place for you. No, here your family. And, you know, I thank God for that. Thank you guys. I am so glad that my family is your family, and I'm glad to be part of such an amazing tribe. And I can't believe it's 20 years now. Love you guys. Uh, talk to you soon. Uh, thank you uh, to all the staff and all the volunteers that do all the hard work. Pastor Kent and the Word Alive family. Um, I'm out here actually uh, in Navajo Nation right now filming this, uh, but I just want to say congratulations on 20 years. Super exciting. I'm just so proud to know you and your community and your family. Um, just fell in love with y'all from the beginning. I remember meeting y'all, uh, I guess, probably seven, eight years ago. And uh, just, I just want to say um, that this, this partnership, the relationship that we've had has meant so much to me uh, and the Wanda Water family over the years. 
and uh, your, your uh, community is just so special to us. We wouldn't be able to do programs like this. My dear friends in Alabama, my extended family, greetings from Sacramento, California, Christian Faith Church. What a thrill, what a joy it is to stand here and to say happy birthday to World Alive International. Pastor Ken Maddox, Beverly Maddox, the whole congregation, what a threshold it is, 20th anniversary. And it is remarkable. It is amazing what the Lord has done in such a short, relatively span of time. But He is going to do exceedingly, abundantly more what we can ask or think. And keep in mind, the race is not over. You still have things to accomplish. You still got things to do for the glory of God. A race is not over. And grace is still available. And I want you to run with that grace and do exactly what God has called you to do individually and corporately for the glory of His name, for the impact of His kingdom. I love you dearly. I appreciate each and every one of you. And once again, from the bottom of my heart, on behalf of Christian Faith Church here in Sacramento, California, happiest 20th anniversary. May the Lord bless you richly. Hello, this is Ed Silvoso on behalf of my wife Ruth and the Transform Our World community, celebrating the life and the ministry of Kent and Beverly Mattox and Word Alive. I'll tell you, our lives has been so rich over 60 years of walking with God. But when we met Ken Mattox and Beverly and were alive, everything that was good became better because they are mobile arcs of the covenant. They walk with God, they hear from God, a spirit and life comes out of them. And today, on behalf of Transform Our World, and on behalf of Ruth and Ed Silvoso, we thank God for your lives 
and we declare, Kent, Beverly, you ain't seen nothing yet. This is a new season, a season of abundance, a season of open doors, a season of signs and wonders and miracles, but not just simple miracles, extraordinary miracles, not only through your hands, but through the hands of everybody in word alive. I release that anointing in Jesus' name, and the first 20 years have been good, but there is much more. In Jesus' name, a step into the much more of God. That was a wild phase. That's where all this came from. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a really, it was a really good season in our lives, and I, and so much creativity. I mean, during that time, the Lord just released. I mean, it, the, the connection for me represents a full two years of my life. It really does. I kept all of those boards and all of the artwork, and uh, anyway, it was a wonderful season. So we've kind of discussed 2000 to 2005, our pioneering phase, and then 2005 to 2010, our prophetic phase, and then 2010, 2015, our connecting phase, and now moving us into our current age from 2015 to current now is what I'm calling the apostolic phase. This is where we kind of took us almost 20 years to get to the foundation uh, because uh, originally when we planted Word Alive International Outreach, uh, the word of the Lord was it would be an apostolic center, an apostolic hub. We didn't know what that meant. We didn't know what that looked like, but that was the original intention of the Lord for us to plant. And so we started, and of course things evolved into different programs and activities, etc. But now we see clearly the prophetic picture begin to evolve us into an apostolic center to where we wouldn't just see people's lives transformed, but literally cities, states, and nations. And so uh, this time is a very significant time. So much has happened in these last five years. Uh, we, Bev and I were commissioned as apostolic leaders during this phase, which is a very powerful time for us in realizing the responsibility of that and how yes. God was leading us and guiding us into this place of, uh, that we're to be in. And, uh, and it was during this time that the, big, the connection building, we began to see the purpose of it was bigger than just to have a church meeting. This is when um, Pigskin Roundup began to, uh, we, used to we hosted their Absolutely. events there with the, the uh, All-Stars of the Football League in, in Northeastern Alabama. Gadsden State University began to use uh, our facility for their graduation purposes. Jack State's football team used it. I have a cool story. Gadsden State uses it for their graduation. Graduation ceremony yes. and on and on and on and on. The facility has literally become a connect point for the community. The, the community. But I have a really cool story about Nick Saban. You know, in the Alabama, Nick Saban is, you know, like Jesus and Nick Saban, right? It's like... Uh, well, in Alabama, it might be Nick Saban. <laughs> I, I, I'm not being sacrilegious. I'm just saying. But so. Nick Saban was at our church for the pigskin roundup and I was able to meet him and host him and I was supposed to do the opening prayer and he was coming from a uh, I think the Heisman and had a national championship on the line. He had a lot on his mind. Very gracious, signed hundreds of autographs for people that were attending that event that we were hosting on the campus. And uh, my job was to pray and open the service. And so I'm sitting by Nick Saban and he's just so focused, you know, and no nonsense. And he looks at me and he says, you the preacher? And I was like, yes, sir. And he's like, 
And he, that's all. He's just so focused. And so uh, I'm like, well, okay, this is interesting. So I get up and I'm praying and, you know, I'm kind of mischievous anyway. And so right in the midst of my prayer. Did he just say he's kind of mischievous? <laughs> in the midst of my prayer, I paused uncomfortably. Uh, like people thought, oh, Lord, the preachers forgot what he's saying. And I said, Lord, I know you're busy, but we could sure use another national championship here in Alabama. Saban comes out of his seat, <laughs> high-fiving me. Yes, preacher, yes. <laughs> So I found Nick Saban's button there, pray for a national championship. But uh, uh, it's just exciting to see our efforts together as we begin to see the facility, the purpose yes. of the facility moving forward. Uh, and now uh, through Talladega College, we connected with the, uh, the Talladega College Choir. And then Dr. Patio came on the scene, the great woman of God that's gone on to be with the Lord now. But she was a very powerful force in our culture. And, uh, and such a force for youth. I mean, yeah. she really had an anointing to minister to college-age students that, you know, I, I think that the, the word says, don't despise the days of your youth. And she truly understood that. I mean, she was such an incredible mentor. And, and even today, I mean, when people speak of her and, and how much she imparted to their lives, I mean, she's spoken of with such reverence. It's just such a blessing that we had the opportunity to minister side by side with her. She was funny too, let me tell you. She had a wicked sense of humor. We together uh, uh, began to dream about the Freedom March. And uh, most of you are very familiar with that, but that's where the buses were burned with the Freedom Riders in our city. And we launched out for the Freedom March, which was a very significant, very significant. historical event in our city. Uh, bringing really unified our brought city. Brought a lot of it racial really reconciliation yes. and uh, Will Ford came on the scene uh -huh. at that time and began to teach us about the prayerful reconciliation with the prayer kettle. Just a really powerful season as we begin to literally get the revelation as an apostolic center, we can shift the spiritual atmosphere yes. over a territory. And so uh, we've really seen that take place. We've absolutely. Moved us into government to begin to lead uh, national days of prayer with our mayors in our cities. Uh, it led us to uh, one of the most prophetic experiences I've had in, uh, I think, 2008, uh, 2018 of January 3rd. I had a dream of Ed Silvoso, yes. which launched us into Ecclesia, uh, which we now just hosted the Transform Our World Global Conference. We begin to see how God was unfolding things supernaturally that led us into All In Alabama, uh, which literally not only have we had the opportunity as we're live international outreach to to minister and to see our state or our local area transformed, but now actually the whole state of Alabama. Yes, and to see governmental and officials really embrace this campaign and just no one said no. Every single governmental official that we just said, we want to come, we want to pray for you, we want to pray for your team. They, everyone said, come on, what day will you be here? Which was so encouraging to us because we truly look at, at our governmental officials as the elders mm -hmm. that the Bible describes who sat outside of the gate, who made the decisions, who implemented them, who carried them out. So it's been a huge experience for us, especially in that realm. And the prophecies concerning Alabama, that as Alabama goes, even our nation, so the nation uh, goes. goes. And so what a powerful uh, uh, recent year we've had with, with All In Alabama. And I'm going to tell you what's very powerful as we were in this particular season that we're now in, as uh, we're, we're looking at the past and looking to the future. Uh, I was praying one day and uh, during this time, and I said, Lord, I really need to hear a message from you just to show you how God's prophetic hand's been with us here as a congregation. 
And literally, these were the words, Lord, I need to hear a message, not get a message to preach. I need to hear a message. It wasn't an hour later, I got a text from a guy named Bishop Tony Miller, uh -huh. who said, I haven't seen you in 28 years, but I was in my prayer closet and the Holy Spirit apprehended me this morning and told me to send you a message. And he sent us a message that he, we were at a tipping point. Yes, he did. And that we were about to tip the bowl. The bowl would be tipped and it would move us into our destiny of a move of the Holy Spirit like we'd never seen. And so I was so moved by that. I said, please send me that on video. That Sunday morning, I showed the video. Uh, and a dear friend of ours, uh, Valerie Wheat, yes. uh, was out antique shopping the Saturday before this. You, you look at this think it's coincidence. There's no, you, there's no way that you can put this together. I mean, the Lord really spoke to her about this, not knowing anything about Tony at all. Absolutely. So she comes to that service that day with a crystal bowl in her, in her hand, in her lap, and a uh, typewritten uh, notes on the teaching of the tipping point. I show the video. Tony talks about the tipping point, and she's sitting there with Holding this in her, in lap her lap as a prophetic. Just watching it unfold. I mean, she had no idea, and that was the very day that she had brought it to church to present to us. It was so prophetic. <laughs> I mean, just uh, even thinking about it, I mean, it just aligned beautifully. Also, during, that, during this time, Dr. Darius Williams uh, preaching at our church and is talking about uh, the gavel and how God has put in a gavel of authority and a lady in the church has come with a, with a gavel to present as a prophetic gift. And so we realized that God was really moving us. Draper Smith yes. on Father's Day all of a sudden calls me out of nowhere, a prophet, and says, I'm supposed to be at Word Alive and brings the word now is the time. And so we really believe that this last five years from 2015 to 2020 now is the time we are we are experiencing the tipping point we believe that this is laying the foundation uh for the next hopefully, hopefully 20, 20 years, years of, of god's, god's grace, grace that we will see an apostolic hub, the original design of Word Alive International Outreach, begin to find its full fruition and fulfill the purpose and destiny of God on all of our lives. So check this portion out. We'll be back. City of Anniston, Alabama. On behalf of the City of Anniston, I'm truly grateful uh, for the efforts of Word of Lives members. On a personal note, uh, 
I'll be forever grateful for the spiritual guidance that Kent has provided me. My walk with Christ has been forever changed uh, for the better because of Kent's influence on, on my life. And I'm, I'm just proud that Kent and Bev are, are members of our community. The sound of breakthrough coming now, now, now. Destiny. Your presence is on one desire, where two or three are gathered, there you'll be. Oh, heavens open over us, and we are walking in authority. Pastor Kent Maddox and the wonderful people there in Oxford, I just wanted to say to you today that yesterday uh, I was in my prayer room praying and was not thinking about Alive, wasn't thinking about Pastor Kent, uh, but the Holy Spirit suddenly arrested me and he said, send him a message that the church had reached critical mass, that everything that needed to come into alignment, everything that needed to have dynamic had begun to come into proper alignment the tipping point for an awakening in that region was upon you now it's not a future day don't say four months then comes the harvest it's now and i just wanted to say to you today i'm getting ready to head to my platform to preach but i just wanted to say to you today that this is the hour for oxford for alive for that entire region to have a divine explosive outpouring of the power and the spirit of god I'm honored to partner with you. We bless you. I look forward to seeing you sometime in the future. God bless you, Pastor Kent. We act justly. We love mercy. We walk humbly with the Lord our God. We won't waver. We won't compromise. Hey, we act justly. We love mercy, we walk humbly with the Lord our God. We won't waver, we won't compromise. I can hear the sound of revival breaking out. I hear the rhythm of your heart before us. I hear the sound of
Hey, congratulations, Kent and Bev and Word Alive on 20 years. What a great, great accomplishment. Uh, Kelly and I and uh, our family and our Thrive Church family here in Apopka, Florida, send our congratulations and we honor you for an incredible achievement. 20 years. 20 is an incredible number. 20 is the number of uh, redemption. It's the number of crowning achievement. It's the number of divine order. There's some pretty special 20s in Scripture. Like, for instance, uh, 20 is the number of dreams that are found in Scripture. Also, 20 is the age of a warrior when he's ready for battle in the book of Numbers. And it was Jacob at 20 years that stepped from Laban's house into his place of promise. 20 is a great, great accomplishment. Kent and Bev, we honor you today. You're a crowning example of those that love one another and your family and your church. Kent, I want to just say a very special uh, thank you to you as a friend. You're a great example of someone who trusts God, who has great, incredible faith. I'm inspired by your faith, whether it's take a month off in the summer to rest and to believe God for the increase or move in redemptive gifts or change the structure of this or move into the language of ecclesia. You have incredible, incredible faith. You see but the potential in others that others miss. And people feel comfortable around you, whether it's the very uh, small or the very great. Everybody feels important in your eyes. That's an incredible, incredible gift. You have care and grace for those that are hurting. And you step in and care for their need. What a great trait. I love that you're real and that you're self-deprecating. Whether it's about your education or your language. But what people don't see is through that realness and through that comfortableness, there is someone who truly loves God more than anybody else I've ever seen in my life and who knows the Word of God amazingly. Truly, you deserve a doctorate degree. I mean, you were educated at Oxford, by the way. You don't seem to have many enemies, and the ones that you do seem to be fake or religious. And You know, I think that's okay, but they need to be enemies. I love also that um, you love to laugh, that truly you bring joy to everybody around you. Some of the most difficult times in my life have um, been followed up with a conversation or a visit when I leave feeling better about things just simply because of how much we've laughed. Congratulations, Kent and Bev, on 20 years. We honor you. What a great achievement, 20 years. One of my favorite places on earth is Word Alive and the ministry that goes out of there. Kent, you and Bev Maddox are two of the best real ministers that I know throughout the world. And I want to say this. Uh, I watched you create a paradigm this past year. I, I watched you... Uh, go past old structures and into new uh, dimensions. I watched you uh, lead a, a state that can lead a nation. I've watched you decree. Coming out of Word Alive in days, uh, uh, in days ahead is going to be a movement. I say a new move of God is coming. I decree the Spirit of God is going to get so strong in that place that anyone that walks in, it will be like what Paul says in Corinthians, they'll fall on their face. I look forward to being with you. And on this 20th anniversary, this is what I want to say to you. I believe that your striving for who you are and your identity for the future is complete. 
I believe you know who you are now, and I say you will demonstrate that from this day forward. God bless you. Listen to me. Keep your eyes on Alabama, for I say she shall be one that will make the news. And many shall come far and wide. They shall come in cars and planes and trains to see what God is doing. I say she shall be as a banjo on my knee. And I will play a song in her that shall reach around the world. Come and go with me and see Alabama set people free. We say right now, Alabama will explode with the prototype of awakening for America. The anointing that's coming to Alabama, what God's going to use to present us as a forerunner state, to begin to pioneer something, something that is transforming. I see the whole state of Alabama, the whole state of Alabama seem to be coughed out and mocked out, reserved unto God. We declare God and we prophesy over the churches of Alabama. We declare and we decree the army of the living God is emerging out of the state of Alabama and every prophetic word shall be established. There are spiritual forces that cannot be stopped, good forces that cannot be stopped coming out of Alabama, coming out of this region that will shift things around the world. That which will happen in the natural will be a picture of that which happens in the spiritual and it will come and it will go. He has been given keys to open the doors of God, to open the portals for the glory of God to come in your midst. The Lord said to me, He said, you're about to go to gates of cities. The Lord says you're going to send teams. They're going to be fire teams. The Lord said when you go, you loose the fire, then I'll loose the wind, and it will be a movement like never before. Sloppy wet kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about The way that he loves us Oh, how he loves us Oh, how he loves us
Now you realize what potential we have as an apostolic center, taking us 20 years. Is it possible that the 20 years has just been preparing us for the foundation of what God's about to do? That's a staggering thought. But you know, when we built the connection facility, it seemed like it took forever to even see anything come out of the ground because all the work was being done to lay the foundation. Yes. And so could it be that all we've experienced in all this journey together could only be the foundation for the future of what God would want to do here at Word Alive International Outreach? Well, and, and through all of us, I mean, and through you especially, because I have long believed, um, you know, we've been very blessed, those of us that have grown up in the 20th century. Uh, for the most part, all of us have had access to television, we've had access to media, and as it has progressed and grown, we see the result of it that now, uh, because of COVID, we are meeting through Zoom meetings, but I've always believed that television, regardless of who came up with the name of that, tell the vision. I've always thought that when the time comes, when the two witnesses do arrive, how else are they going to reach the entire world? So now we find ourselves, we are able to communicate constantly. Yes. I mean, whenever the Lord gives us a little, just a rhema word, Kent is so fast to pick up his phone and he say, I got to share this on Facebook Live. God is really doing something. We're able to communicate and we're literally able to get the word out and to advance the kingdom of God. So I think that as we continue to grow in all of our skill set, we understand that technology really is for the advancement and the furthering of the kingdom of God. How much more can we all accomplish? When we got that word from Tony about the tipping point, we had no idea what that was going to look like. I mean, first of all, our building only seats, I think, 1,200 people. We're still having multiple services, even during COVID. We're social distancing and making sure that everyone's wearing their mask and we're doing it appropriately. But it is a new season. It's opened the door now for us to literally reach millions, if not billions of people around the world. And you have the same exact technology at your fingertips. So every time we share what we believe is a rhema word or you share what is a rhema word that God has spoken to you, we are then expanding the kingdom of God. It's almost mind-blowing to think about the potential to see how souls can be impacted, lives can be transformed, and people can continue to grow in their faith and to continue to come into the kingdom of God. I see it as technology has evolved as we has evolved as we have evolved oh, as a church. Evolved, when, all right. when, when I when I first when I first started Word Alive, my cell phone was a bag phone. <laughs> Plugged into the lighter, you know, it's a cigarette. So and, and then my first cell phone was a walkie-talkie where we'd just beep in to each other. And now you can and literally... pitch black hair. You this can, is how we've evolved. You can broadcast from your cell phone around the world preaching the gospel. Could it be that we have laid a foundation to get to be a part of one of the greatest moves of the Holy Spirit that the earth has ever experienced. The prophecy was fulfilled last year when the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that it would loose the earth into a global harvest of a billion transformed lives. Could it be that you and I have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this, and God has taken 20 years to prepare us to be ready with the mindset, the willpower, the capacity, along with how technology has increased, to now step into a new age, step into a new season where literally we see a global harvest, just like we've experienced a global pandemic. 
now I believe that's a foreshadowing of a global harvest that we're about to enter into in Jesus' name. And so Bev and I want to simply say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for every person that's ever given a dollar or prayed a prayer or stood with us or volunteered your time or any effort you've made. Prayed for us, thought of us, encouraged us. Every bit of it has made all of the have has made all of the difference in our lives. I'm torn up. I mean, the Lord is right here with us and I know he's right there with you, but we want to thank you literally from the bottom of our hearts. And we want to bless every seed, whether you're still connected here at Word Alive or whether you're connected somewhere else. We want to take this opportunity to simply say, Lord Jesus, we want you to bless yes. every seed that's ever been yes. sown in any form or any fashion from any person into Word Alive international outreach and we ask you now as we believe we're headed for a global spiritual harvest that you now released a harvest over every person that has ever sown into word alive international outreach we thank god for them we thank god for your we thank god for your grace we thank you for your mercy and we thank you for your goodness we have tasted these last 20 years we release blessings now over every person that has journeyed with us and lord we believe yes the best is yet to come and this story is to be continued so lord we just ask you to seal us with your presence when we very first started I got up to preach the very first time. Honestly, I thought, you know, I'm a pretty good preacher and I'll preach well and people will come. And I got up and preached the first message at Word Alive. And honestly, it was the worst message I've ever preached. It was dry. And then it, the harder I tried, the worse it got. And all of a sudden I felt inside of me, I, this is not going to work. And I just quit and I publicly told everybody, you know, look, I've never planted a church. We've never done this before. Uh, so let me just be honest. It won't be my preaching. It won't be anything we do that gets the job done. It'll only be if we have the presence of God. And all of a sudden, the presence of God that we feel right now filled that meeting. And that has been our portion ever since. It is not by might. It is not by power. But it is by my spirit. And so that very presence that took us here. Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't want to go. Lord, we simply ask you to let your presence continue us on this journey because we know it'll be for your glory and it'll be for your honor in jesus name amen. amen thank you guys so much for watching this and taking the journey with us so these last 20 years we bless you and we love you and we thank god for you and we thank god for word alive international outreach